What up, peeps? Nick Battle, aka Nino's Corner. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button, man. Hit that like. Get all the likes and comments you can. It helps me grow the channel a lot. But man, look, today, folks, we're going to talk about the portal. To portal or not to portal? I know it's a cheesy title there, folks. But look, we're going to look at this 2024 position outlook. Where does Texas have to go in the portal here for the next year to assure that this team stays afloat and doing the great things that we are used to seeing them do this year? Um, how do we keep this thing moving? How do we keep this this uh, this thing called momentum moving in the right direction, especially with the players that Texas wants here on campus and, and the things that we got going here? But folks, prior to us getting into this episode, go like comment subscribe and share to this channel um and also folks if you're listening to this on the streaming podcast platform like comment subscribe and share to that as well uh but let's go ahead and let's get into that first sponsor and we'll go talk about what positions we think need to be uh, you know propped up in the portal and what positions are we comfortable with here going into 2024 this episode is brought to you by betus.com Go to BetUS.com and get yourselves a 125% sign-up bonus using the promo code Nino's Corner at BetUS.com. Folks, go download that BetUS.com app from your favorite Apple phone or Android phone and get yourselves a 125% sign-up bonus using the promo code Nino's Corner. All right, folks, we're back, man. Let's talk about the, the most important position that we like to talk about here on any uh, Texas site, and that's going to be the quarterback position. Folks, uh, I know everybody's hearing the rumors about Quinn Ewers possibly coming back here for 2024. And if that is true, folks, we're going to be uh, outstanding, outstanding at quarterback, folks. we got Quinn Ewers coming back, um, you know, if he does come back. Um, Arch Manning as well, uh, you know, just being that backup. And I think you're pretty much set. I would anticipate probably having a guy like Malik Murphy probably hit the portal. I mean, I, I I think the writing's on the wall. Once we saw Arch come in and kind of do his thing here against Texas Tech and just understand just the tool set that he has and the tool set that he has and that, how high his floor is. He has a very high floor, folks. You got a, a guy that's been trained. Uh, his grandfather was a hell of a quarterback for the Saints, um, and both his uncles have four Super Bowls between them and are both going to be, uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, folks. So, this kid has been taught by the best, and his dad's a hell of an athlete, is you know, you know, also. So, Arch Manning probably has the highest floor out of anybody in that room. He's he's that guy, okay. So to have a Quinn Ewers and understand that Quinn hasn't been healthy, folks. He hasn't been healthy um, since pretty much his sophomore year of high school, uh, where he's had a full season of being healthy. Now, that brings in the question: Should Texas probably look at getting somebody in the portal because Quinn hasn't been healthy pretty much since his sophomore year in high school? That's uh, probably a no. You know, um, look, you got him. You got Arch Manning. You got Trey Owens coming in as well. You got Charles Wright. Um, look, we, there are enough bodies there. I don't think you need to bring anybody else in for the quarterback position. So I think Texas is sold up there. Next, let's talk about the running back position, folks. A guy like Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks, uh, him, you know, having this knee injury during the 10th game of the season here uh, is is drastic for him. Uh, Jonathan Bricks had he had all of the potential uh, to be uh, the number one running back picked in this upcoming year's draft, but he is, you know, possibly going to stay to you know to actually rehab that knee and and to assure that when he does go to the NFL, he is a hundred percent. Now there's opportunity where Jonathan Brooks could uh, actually go into the NFL now and rehab while getting paid. You know, there's that opportunity as well. Um, but 
Texas has found their running back. I don't see Texas going uh, to any kind of portal to get any running backs. I guess the, the only silver lining with the injury of Jonathan Brooks is seeing exactly how these running backs were going to play um, when their number was called upon. We saw C.J. Baxter have a hell of a game against Iowa State. Good defense to it. Really good defense. Um, we saw Jaden Blue had some tough runs against Iowa State, too. So we saw the maturation process of both these backs. And mind you, folks, C.J. Baxter's not been playing healthy this entire season. Jaden Blue has been chomping at the bits, ready to play. Uh, and then we go to the Texas Tech game. And what happens there? Jaden Blue has one hell of a game. What, 10 carries, 121 yards or so. C.J. Baxter averaging over, what, five or six yards a carry as well. We're seeing Savion Red get carries. Now you're seeing Trey Wisner. And so, folks, we're seeing that the running back room is stacked. And then you're bringing in a Gibson, um, you know, next year, and also a Christian Clark. So that running back room, having six running backs in that room, minus Jonathan Brooks, if Jonathan Brooks comes back, you're seven running backs deep, you're fine. There's no need to get any running backs. We're fine. Uh, wide receiver. Now, this is the one that's a little bit tricky, folks. If you look at the wide receiver position, there's an opportunity that there's going to be three spots open this year, right? Worthy, uh, you know, Adonai Mitchell, and Jordan Whittington. There's potential all three of those guys are going to be gone, okay? And if that happens, what happens to this Texas wide receiver room? This is where Texas can get very tricky about who are they going to take or possibly take some people in the wide receiver room from the portal? Jonte Cook is going to step in and play the X role. He's he's that kind of athlete. He's outstanding. Five-star guy coming out of DeSoto, Texas, man. Uh, just he oozes talent. Oozes talent, man. Uh, you got DeAndre Moore as well, a stocky guy. Uh, he's a guy that can be a plug-and-play for that Jordan Whittington role. But who do you have come in? to play that Adonai Mitchell role, that boundary wide receiver, right? That is the question there. Does Ryan Wingle come in and do great things here at Texas? Yes, he he could, but he's a freshman. And one thing that Texas wants to get out of the habit of doing is relying on true freshmen to come in here and save the team. We've done it in the past, whether it be quarterback, whether it be running back, whether it be wide receiver. And we always ask these true freshmen to come in here and save the team. That is something that Texas does not need to do. We don't need to do that, folks. There's no reason for us to have a true freshman coming here and try to be the person who needs to put this team in their back and do great things. We have the great ability to be a team that is 11-1 now, playing for the Big 12 championship this Saturday. And for us to allow players to sit and mature um, and do great things prior to them getting into the games. Uh, something Jonte Cook, would have probably started for a lot of teams in the Big 12 this year. But guess what? He had a, a great history lesson this year. He got to be able to sit and let the game slow down for him. And I tell you what, it's going to pay dividends for him next year because I got a feeling he is going to ball out next year. So, Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett, um, I would probably expect a guy like uh, you know Isaiah Nayer to be gone next year. Maybe Casey Kane's gone next year. Um, but getting guys like Freddie DeBoy Jr. coming in, getting guys like Ryan Wingo, look, we have options. We have options that are going to come in here and do great things. But like I said before, that wide receiver is where I can see Texas going shopping when it comes to the portal. We need another boundary wide receiver to, to actually replace Adonai Mitchell. 
um, and just wide receiver depth there as well. And this is going to be opportunity. Wide receivers have seen what Adonai Mitchell has done this year in one year. Adonai Mitchell went from Georgia, and people are like, why the hell would you leave Georgia where you're going to be the guy? You and Lab McConkey are going to be the guys. And AD would have been the guy. Man, Adonai would have been the guy for the first eight games because Lad didn't play. But this is a time for this guy got to come down to Texas and now look at him. He is on draft boards. On some draft boards, he is ahead of Xavier Worthy. That should tell you just what the NFL thinks of the Sarkeesian system and how these wide receivers are going to um, you know, insert themselves into NFL teams. You look at Waddle when, and what he's doing in, in the NFL. You look at um, Smith and what he's doing with the Eagles, man. But looking at how Steve Sarkeesian is able to implement his wide receivers into his system is going to give those guys the greatest opportunity to get drafted quick, get drafted uh, after one year. And we're seeing that that's happening now with Adonai Mitchell. So if we can get somebody to, you know, you know, kind of take his spot, maybe another wide receiver as well. I can see Texas taking two wide receivers there. Now, let's go take a look at the tight end position. Now, a guy like JT Sanders, man, Jatavian Sanders is one of the top tight ends here in the country. Everybody expects him to be taking, uh, you know, first, second or third round, depending on how needy a team is here for a tight end. One thing I did like to see here from Texas later on this year was that Texas used no kidding, true uh, 12 personnel packages, one running back, two tight ends and not the jumbo package. I don't think they used a jumbo package, but with bringing Agbo in. Um, as the jumbo tight end, bringing that six offensive linemen. I think the last three games, Texas has not done that. Well, I'm sorry, I take that back. They use um, Agbo in the Texas Tech game, but in kind of garbage time. They didn't have a jumbo tight end package um, during the the uh, the actual stretch of the game where it was competitive. They went for these last three games primarily two tight end set using Sanders, using him. One thing I love about that is that we got to see Helm as a pass catcher. When Helm's on the field, usually for these last couple of years, we have known him to be a blocker, right? That that's it. JT is our guy that catches balls, and Helm is 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 that guy who blocks fours. And when Agbo's in the game, he never goes out for a pass. Um, so I think having a guy like Gunnar Helm come in and catch balls here these last three or four games has been uh, a great thing here for Texas, especially for the staff to see him do this in, in, in live games, especially for Gunnar Helms, you know, his his actual confidence to see him do this. And I was so happy when he scored that touchdown, folks, against Oklahoma. And I think he had a touchdown as well against, was it Iowa State? He had a touchdown, but I, but I was happy to see him get his opportunities. And when he got his opportunities, he shined. And so Gunnar Helms is going to be a player next year, folks. But who do we have opposite of Gunnar Helm to play that second tight end? Um, is it a Juan Davis? Is it um, uh, Randall that came, uh, you know, from the state of Louisiana with Arch Manning? Um, you know, is it Spencer Shannon? Who knows? But I think Texas does need to go hit that portal for another tight end that's going to play opposite of Gunnar Helm, um, who can have just have some versatility, a guy who can either stretch the field like Sanders did, or we've seen Gunnar Helm can stretch that field as well, but just not at the rate of Sanders. Sanders is a different animal, though. But he can do it well enough where we can have somebody who can be versatile like Gunnar Helm, who can stretch the field some, but also block really well also. So I look for Texas to get one more guy there at, you know, at that tight end position. 
Another position, folks, that I want to take a look at is the offensive line. And this is the first year in many years. This is the first couple years in many years where Texas has not had to go portal shopping for offensive linemen. Look in the past, folks. Texas has had to go to go get, um, you know, a Parker Braun, you know, getting him from the portal. Uh, Calvin Anderson, getting him from the portal. These guys have been godsend for this team, especially Calvin Anderson, who's earning paychecks right now in the NFL. Texas had to go shore up their line through the portal because we just didn't have the offensive line talent. I did a video a couple of years ago, so it's a little outdated. But prior to, you know, Steve Sarkeesian coming here on staff, Texas ranked dead last the last five years prior to Sark coming in in offensive line recruiting in the Big 12. Here it again, folks, dead last in offensive line recruiting in the Big 12 for the five years previous to Steve Sarkeesian coming in. Uh, tied dead last with Kansas, okay? We were just out-talenting folks, and that's why we were able to um, win, win seven games and win eight games, and when Herman was here, win a 10-game season with Sam. It's because we just had more talent, especially at the skill positions. Uh, but we always had to go look for some offensive line talent in the portal. Not anymore at all. Steve Sarkeesian has done an outstanding job of building that offensive line. Kelvin Banks Jr., DJ Campbell, Hayden Connor, uh, uh, Majors, Christian Jones. Now, honestly, folks, Christian Jones is gone. He's going to the league. You talk about a quick turnaround for a player, a guy that nobody thought had any kind of draftable grade on him, to having two years underneath Cal Flood, and now he is a draftable player. He's already going to the Reese's Senior Bowl. means he's going to get drafted, folks. He's going to be on somebody's rosters next year. But after he leaves, Big Cam Williams is going to step in right there at right tackle. But then you got the depth in the offensive line where we don't have to go to the portal, folks. You got guys like um, Cole Hudson, Connor Robinson, Agbo, Neto. Uh, Peyton Kirkland has an injury, so he's probably going to be rehabbing this year. But you got guys like Connor Stroh, Chapman, Trevor Goosby, Andre Kojo. You see what I'm saying, folks? We got talent. We, and, and then we got three or four guys coming in this year. Brandon Baker, um, Nip, was it Nate Kibble or yeah. So look, we got folks. What I'm trying to tell you is we have talent that is coming in and also talent that is being matured here on campus um, the right way, not forcing guys to play sooner than when they need to play. So I'm excited about the offensive line. This is one of the first times, like I said, we have not had to worry about going to the portal to try to make our line better um yeah man yeah excited excited man next position folks let's go to that defense side of the ball all right looking at the defense side of the ball let's start with the big uglies up front once we talk about those guys in the trenches you're looking at a guy like sweat murphy uh, both those guys along with alfred collins have the potential to Go to the league this year. We know for a fact Sweat's going to be a, a first or second round pick this year. Outstanding player. Um, Murphy has already accepted his invite, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I'm, well, nope. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not sure if he if he has or not. But Murphy has an invite to the uh, Senior Bowl. We'll see if he comes back or not, or, or if he goes into the draft. But he's a guy uh, that is is outstanding as well. And then Collins has all the ability. So you got three guys that have played significant roles on this team this year who may be gone next year. All three of those guys have the opportunity to go to the league next year. 
And if that happens, folks, we're losing a guy like Sweat who might be not might be. He will be an All-American this year, probably first team. Might be the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year this year. Uh, most definitely Big 12, uh, you know, first team. Murphy, the same. He'll more than likely be a first team Big 12 guy as well. An opportunity to be a, an, an All-American this year. Both those guys are the two highest rated defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen in the country per the PFF rankings. And then you have Alfred Collins, who's had a sneaky good season this year. But if those three leave, then who do we have behind them? Look, folks, we got Vernon Broden, who's flashed a lot. He's flashed a lot this year. You got Jerry Bledsoe as well. You got a Sadir Mitchell, you know, who's 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 coming behind Sweat. Big guy, 345 pounds. I got to meet him in person at last year's um, the uh, Texas OU game. He's a big kid. He was 17 or 18 then at that time, still in high school. It's a big kid, man. I got to meet him in person, me and Steven. Um, who else we got? Aaron Bryant, who's been kind of cooking behind the scenes, man. A guy that's letting the game slow down for him. Uh, and then, folks, you got to look at we're bringing in a guy like Alex January, um, you know, also DeAndre Robinson, uh, Melvin Hills. So, look, man, we got talent there, but I think Texas, oh, Trill Carter. I can't forget about Trill Carter. Texas probably needs to go to the portal to get some depth there as well. Some some big depth. Talking about some SEC caliber off some SEC caliber defensive linemen that can counter those SEC caliber offensive linemen that we will be playing next year. So Texas definitely has to hit the portal to get another defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman. Slide, folks. Let's look at the uh, ends. You know, so you got Baron Surreal, you got Ethan Burke. Those guys are coming back. Jamon Tapp is flashing this year. Colin Simmons is coming in next year. Zena's coming in next year, folks. Um, Bush is gone this year. He's a senior. Shout out to Jet Bush. Had a hell of a hell of a damn last game there. I know he plays, uh, you know, in some linebacker. He's kind of all over the place. Um, who else we got at linebacker? Well, not, we're not at linebacker. At uh, end, folks. We got uh, – let's take a look. Let's take a look. I got it pulled up. Justice Finkley. How can I convey it? You know, Finkley. Um Great parents that uh, he has. We always talk during the games all the time. Uh, but, yeah, Ethan Burke, uh, Justice Finkley. Uh, you got guys like um, Baron Sorrell, Jamon Tapp, um, Colton Vasek. Also, guys that are cooking in the background, man, Darian Gillette, um, Akana. I think we're fine at the edge position, especially with the guys that are coming in. Colin Simmons is, is going to be somebody who will get a lot of snaps next year. He can come in and probably get 30 snaps a game right now. He's a pass rusher. And that's something that Texas is, has. We haven't had that no kidding true pass rusher on this team in quite a while that I can just say, hey, just go back and get the quarterback. And I know that eight or nine times during the year, he's going to sack a quarterback. The last one we had in that was Joseph Asai. Uh, prior to that was probably Jackson Jeffcoat. You know, so, I mean, that, that kind of shows you uh, where we have been lacking over the years. Mind you, I love the talent that we have at Edge now, but I think as a totality, as a total unit, they're really good. But we need a war daddy back there who I know ping your ears back and, go and, and just go get the quarterback. So I think at Edge, I think we're fine. Now, this is where it gets tricky, folks, linebacker. So at the linebacker position, Jalen Ford's going after this year. Um, I think Benda's going after this year as well. Those, those two guys have been getting a lot of play this year. Uh, but now you got a guy like Anthony Hill. You know what I'm saying? Anthony Hill Jr. You got – uh, who else we got? Um, we got LaFowle. Uh, we got Samaji Burrell. 
this is this is the opportunity where I think Texas can go into the portal also and get some linebacker depth, another linebacker or two. Okay, another linebacker or two will 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 make this class really good from the portal side of the house. Uh, so getting somebody to line up next to Anthony Hill, I mean, I think we all understand Anthony Hill's a baller. He might be the Big 12. He might be the Big 12 defensive rookie of the year this year, man. I mean, he's 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 a he's a baller. <laughs> he's five-star talent. We see it. So I, I could see them going and get one or two linebackers in the portal. Now, this is where it really gets tricky, folks. Is that cornerback? Texas has a lot of talent at cornerback. Do we lose Watts this year? Possibly. Um, we're gonna lose Barron this year. That's that's gonna hurt. Um we're gonna lose uh yeah, Watts and Barron, I think are the only guys that we're gonna lose this year. But guess what, folks? We're gonna get Manny Muhammad to come in and play great. We're gonna have Terrence Brooks to come in and play great. We got Gavin Holmes, who has the opportunity to come and play great. We have Jalen Gilbo, who's going to be lined up playing that um, playing that nickel, uh, who is going to I, he I think he's going to be awesome. Jalen Gilbo is going to be a beast coming from the Golden Triangle area, you know. Uh, so I think Texas will be fine there, especially with the pickups that Texas is going to get uh, from the recruiting class this year. Um, possibly Kobe Black. We should find out something about that in about a week or so. Um, you got a Santana Wilson as well. Um, so Texas, Texas is, has has definitely shored up uh, when it comes to the cornerbacks. And I know I'm missing another cornerback. I think Arian Hampton is either going to play cornerback or he's going to play wide receiver. I mean, he's he's one of those versatile guys that, that can do a little bit of everything. And I think Texas has actually recruited him as an athlete. Um, so Texas has a lot of position versatility at that cornerback position. I think they're going to be fine at cornerback. I don't I don't see Texas going into the portal to get another cornerback. Because you do have those five-star guys that are there, Terrence Brooks, and you got a Manny Muhammad there that that are going to man it, all right. And then you have a Gavin Holmes um, that is going to do good things as well. And I, and I love Jalen Gilbo, right? Uh, but where things get really tricky is safety, right? Safety is where things get tricky. We're losing Jaron Thompson this year. Does Jalen Catalan come back? Um, Keaton Crawford, I think he's gone after this year as well. Um, we got to see what happens with guys like Larry Turner Gooden with B.J. Allen. Do those guys stick around? Because it looks like they've gotten jumped on the depth chart by guys like Derek Williams Jr., who is a freak. <laughs> Derek Williams is a beast. Every time you turn on the film, number two is everywhere. Uh, Michael Taft, man, shout out to Michael Taft, man. He's always in the right spots. Uh, so you have a, a veteran presence in Taft who will be a redshirt junior next year. And you have a true sophomore in Derek Williams. You got a guy like Jelani McDonald, who is is possibly going to move back to that safety position as well. Um, you got some guys that you're bringing in in this class. And Jordan Rebel Johnson, who will be the uh, one of the safeties here on this team as well, you know, like for this class. Um, and then what is who else does Texas get as safeties from this 2024 class as well? It's going to be very interesting. There are some names floating around, so we shall see. We shall see. But I think uh, Texas has to no kidding go out and get some more speed at the safety position, you know, like go and get some more talent at that safety position uh, to kind of pair up with a Taft and a, and a Derek Williams. Um, because 
you know, we've seen here this season that Texas does like to interchange their safeties in and do mass substitutions, right? It's, it's, it's a complete opposite of what Sark does on the offense side of the ball. But for the defensive side of the ball, yeah, you know, Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon, they rotate those corners and those safeties quite a bit. And so if they're going to continue to do that next year, then we've got to get some better safety play after these, after our seniors leave this year. Uh, so we need somebody to pair up with a Derek Williams and a Michael Tav and a Jelani McDonald and guys like that. We we need folks to pair up with them. So, folks, that kind of sews up everything here uh, when it comes to who we think Texas should go get in the portal this year once the season ends. Now, look, folks, we understand this is a lot to take in. Texas still has another game or three to play. You said I liked it. You know, game or three, Big 12 championship and possibly two more games. Let's hope for two more games, folks, and win all three of them. Um, if that happens, man, Texas will be a, a top flight destination for a lot of guys who are in the portal. Um, and, and if it doesn't happen, which I'm not going to even say it's not going to happen, but if it doesn't happen, Texas is still going to be a top flight destination for guys in the portal. Uh, but folks, just let me know what you think about that, folks. Uh, but in this podcast, like in all of them, man, do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment, understand your brilliance. Uh, horns always up, Nino's Corner. We're out all day long. Hook them.